A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Being strong. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And it is a Martin Luther King Monday. Keep that in mind, especially if you're looking at banks or mail or something connected with a, a government office. How you doing, everybody? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Youngke. Glad to be along with you. Not quite so fabulous as far as this weather is concerned. Chilly is the word for at least the front part of this week. Daytime highs today, not much better than the middle 20s. Do have a possibility of snow showers and flurries coming back around tonight. Tomorrow, more clouds and maybe some more flurries. High temperatures again tomorrow, only in the upper 20s. We'll get more weather details with Stu Muck in about 15 minutes. Whether we like it or not, it is another virtual year for so many of our conventions and activities. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We just wrapped up the American Farm Bureau Federation's annual meeting all online. The Wisconsin Agribusiness Classic happened online as well. The Wisconsin Farmers Union's got their state convention coming up later this month. And with a change of administration, a big topic of conversation, trying to get business done is exactly what uh, we're wondering about this morning, Bob. That's right, Pam. The Wisconsin Farmers Union virtual annual state convention will be January 30th and 31st. And as you mentioned, uh, changes in the administration and Congress. Tom Vilsack coming back as Agriculture Secretary after spending four years in the dairy industry, almost four years with the Dairy Export Council. What does that all mean? Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And our Scott Schultz had a chance to talk to Darren Von Ruden, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, about the political changes and how some of these things might approach Farmers Union's policy discussions, both statewide and nationally. Well, you know, I'm thinking and I'm hoping that we see some change. Um, You know, uh, Secretary Vilsack has got a lot of experience on what happened the first time around and, um, really didn't accomplish everything that they wanted to, uh, partly because of some budget cuts, but then as uh, the Senate uh, changed hands too, there was less uh, directions on which way to go. So, you know, hopefully now with uh, the Congress and the Senate and the White House under control of the the Democrats, maybe we can, uh, you know, see some things that will be on the positive side. I, I do have a little bit of concern with uh, Secretary Vilsack, uh, simply because the last time he was in that position, um, we weren't able to move uh, supply management issues um, any farther forward with him. But uh, we are in a new day and time now, and I think uh, Secretary Vilsack has certainly seen that, especially uh, being on the road or, or virtually um, throughout the election process this year. He did hear from a lot of constituents, a lot of American farmers that, you know, we need to do something different because the current system uh, for pricing agricultural products just is not working. Do you think some of his experience since he last served as the Ag Secretary, you know, he had experience in a spot that kind of put him right in the middle of that marketing system. You think that might uh, change things too? Well, you know, it certainly um, will help him uh, make decisions, I would imagine, uh, whether that's good for what farmers want and need is 
is another question. Uh, you know, working for the, the export council uh, certainly had to be looking at how to make exports go up, and that doesn't necessarily always translate into higher dollars for farmers on the land. How about uh, with some of the appointments? Uh, when uh, the administration changes hands here in a few days, uh, we're going to have uh, some of those federal appointments change on the state level even with the FSA director and the like. Are you hearing any rumors about uh, some of those positions? Yeah, we certainly had conversations with folks that might be interested in uh, going into the uh, executive director position of the state FSA office and uh, you know we're we've put some names forward and we'll see where that all ends up uh, you know as administ administration changes from party to party a lot of times those folks end up uh, moving on to other things and or coming back to once in a while I, uh, here in Wisconsin I, I don't think we're going to have anybody that's been in that office before we're going to see somebody new this time um, but certainly want to have that good working relationship with them and, and especially as they're looking at having to be that uh, state contact person and then also making sure that uh, distributions of monies go to the people that need them most. How much of a difference did that Georgia election make with you folks? It essentially flipped the U.S. Senate, uh, of course, with the vice president's vote. It's a 50-50 Senate with the vice president being the tiebreaker. Will that be a big difference for you folks, or was the Senate in kind of a situation where it was close enough before that your voices were being heard? Yeah, I think our voices were being heard. I think that probably the difference that's going to happen now is that, um, you know, hopefully the Senate will do their jobs. Um, we've had basically three-plus years now of really inactivity in the Senate, uh, only dealing with major issues and not dealing with, you know, a lot of the day-to-day -day activities that need to happen. Uh, you know, certainly looking at the next Farm Bill uh, process, which is really starting already, having uh, or the new uh, Senate's egg chairperson, uh, and most likely will be Senator Stabenow from Michigan, um, who's been through quite a few Farm Bill processes already, um, having that leadership certainly uh, will help move the process along. Uh, our our concerns is just so that we can look at something different again, uh, looking at what's been going on with commodity prices and how the structure of agriculture has really changed. Uh, we need to get back to a more diverse uh, type of agriculture versus continuing down this road of larger and larger. Do you think uh, there might be much change as far as trade agreements are concerned, or are we kind of where we're going to be where we are with trade for a while? Uh, I think we're certainly probably going to be where we're at simply because you can't uh, turn over some of the actions that have happened over the last couple of years overnight. Um, can they happen sooner and later? Yes, I think some of them can. Uh, looking at the, the trade partners that don't want to work with us anymore, um, those are the ones that are going to take, uh, you know, years, if not a decade, to um, overcome the damage that's been caused in the last couple of years. Now, when you say want to work with us, that, of course, we're always talking China, and we think that when we say want to or don't want to, but we're talking some long-time uh, trade partners over the years, Mexico, Canada. Will things change with them? Uh, you know, yeah, I think so, uh, you know. Just looking at the, the mentality of this current administration and uh, the discussions that have happened uh, in previous administrations where 
you actually have dialogue versus, uh, you know, the top-down type of mentality that we've seen from the Trump administration. I think the folks that are going to be coming into our trade department and also the Department of Agriculture have some knowledge of these uh, trade agreements and certainly know where they've been in the past. Uh, yes, we, we did need to see some change, uh, but the way that it was went about uh, under the Trump administration really uh, hampered some of those issues during that administration. Now we've got new folks in uh, a new administration. I think there's uh, a lot more commonalities in the countries than uh, was seen over the past three years. And so I think, you know, the working relationships will certainly help move that process along um, and hopefully at a, at a faster pace than, uh, you know, taking years for it to get accomplished. And, you know, it's been, been a long struggle for farmers to wait for, for these trade relationships to get back to somewhat of a normal process. Uh, and hopefully we can see that happen here in a short time frame. Now you have your uh, annual convention coming up virtually in just a few days, really. Do you expect any kind of differences in the way policies might look because of the change in administration and in the Senate? Or is it going to be kind of business as usual where the policies are concerned? It's it probably business as usual as far as the policies are concerned. Um, you know, it's, it's a virtual event that we're going to be having um, and just seeing what some of the other state uh, organizations have done with their process uh, under the COVID situation, trying to make things as simple as possible so that we don't have, a, uh, you know, big problems with the, the technology that's out there. Uh, certainly in northwest or northern Wisconsin, we have some issues with broadband yet, so we have members that are only going to be able to participate by phone, so trying to change a whole bunch of language uh, in the middle of a pandemic. It's, it just didn't seem like a good fit. And we actually had our county presidents on Saturday on a meeting getting ready for a state convention. And, and we're going to try to keep it fairly simple, uh, probably going to be lowering our special orders of business down to four or five instead of having seven or eight like we have over the past few years, but uh, certainly making those more of a priority to on what we're going to be doing as far as issues over the next 12 months. There's a certain bit of irony in reintroducing and pushing for policies to improve broadband service in rural America when it's a challenge to meet to talk about it because of the broadband service. Yeah, it is, you know, and we've even got a, a board member that was for the very first time on Saturday able to get internet access, and she's been trying to work with her provider for three months now trying to get it so that uh, she was would be able to participate and finally has the yeah, the, you know, it's it's one thing when you can see each other's faces and, and participate in um, Zoom calls or at Google Meets calls uh, where you can see each other. But when you're that one or two that uh, can't actually see each other's uh, faces or whatever is being discussed uh, by, by screen sharing, um, it makes it rather difficult to be that participant. So, uh, you know, broadband is one of those issues that we certainly hope uh, not not just in-state here gets addressed, but also nationally, because I know other states throughout our membership have the same issues that we're seeing here and not being able to participate uh, with uh, Zoom calls uh, and then also just not being able to carry out, carry out their daily business activities because they can't uh, necessarily communicate with some of the folks that they should be communicating with. The dates of the convention are? Uh, January 29th and 30th, the so last uh, Saturday and Sunday, of uh, January here. So yes, uh, just a couple weeks away. I always have to ask the question, will Darren Von Ruden be running 
and be president when this convention's over again? Yes, Aaron will be running. Uh, I'm actually not up as a district director this year, so I don't have to be running for that position, but for the board seat, I will continue running for that. That's Darren Von Ruden, president of Wisconsin Farmers Union. On the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, I'm Scott Schultz. Should you be wearing shorts or industrial-grade insulated pants? Around these parts, it's tough to tell, but not for ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Weather is up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you came across a child struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you recognize a 13-year-old boy who gets into fights at school, not because he's a boy, but because he's hungry? Or a two-year-old girl who cries all night, not because she's sick, but because she went to bed without enough to eat? Or maybe a nine-year-old boy who hopes a friend invites him to a sleepover, not for fun, just so he can have dinner. Or a 15-year-old girl who goes for walks over lunch, so her friends won't know she doesn't have anything to eat? I am the one in seven American children who struggle with hunger. Kids you pass by every day, but never knew were hungry. I am child hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Rough hands for sure after uh, trying to do a little cleanup uh, late last week in the front part of the weekend. And now, man, oh man, it feels much colder outside than I think the temperatures really prove. It's time for an Ag Weather Update brought to you on this Martin Luther King Monday by Compere Financial. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. Yeah, like I said, for some reason this morning, it just seems so much colder than it did on Friday. Without a doubt, Pam, after all, a couple of times to clean snow up over the weekend, and I know I had wet feet out of it. Temperatures, sure, they were nice on Saturday, a little cooler yesterday. Now, today, we get back to that normal level, even cooler than normal, looking to Tuesday. So it does feel a lot cooler. It's more like normal than we've been for a while. It's been a pretty nice spell here so far through January. We have a little roller coaster ride, though, this week. In fact, today, let's talk about the fact that there'll still be some clouds, and those temperatures 
temperatures will be around or a little bit above normal. The normal high now about 25, 26 degrees. So upper 20s still is above normal, but a cool front drops through today from northwest to southeast. Oh, I don't expect precipitation, but winds out of the west and northwest will tap into a cooler air mass. That's why temperatures cool off a bit more tonight and stay cooler. In fact, cooler than normal for Tuesday. Oh, a better chance to have a little sunshine. That sounds great, but it will be a little cool. We turn it around pretty quickly again this week, warming up as we look on toward Wednesday and Thursday. In fact, up in the 30s, I would expect both days. That's well above normal. You have to expect something's going to happen. There'll be another cool front. So as we look at that still very mild day Thursday, winds will be turning back to the west and northwest in that time, and we cool it off quickly. So as we already head to Friday, Saturday, and the weekend, back to normal and below normal. In fact, uh, the early part of the weekend, we may be talking about only some upper teens or near 20 for highs. So enjoy the mild days here in the mid part of the week because there's more cool air on the way. I'll have our forecast details right after this. Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compeer.com. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Our Compure Financial Ag Weather Forecast does indeed call still for a mostly cloudy day today and temperatures okay, a little above normal, upper 20s with west winds about 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy, cooling overnight. In fact, we'll drop down to about 12 or so, the west winds at 5 to 10. More sunshine Tuesday, partly sunny east, mostly sunny west, I'd expect, but low 20s, 22 or 23 may be the highest in the state with the west winds about 5 to 10. And then there's Wednesday. Day, the warm-up, partly sunny, 32. South winds will be stronger, so may not feel that nice. South winds 5 to 15, they'll gust to 25. And then there's Thursday, a little more sunshine, still in the mid-30s, I expect. But then the cool-down happens, and already by Friday, down into the low 20s, Saturday, upper teens, maybe back into the 20s on Sunday, we are going to have another cool return as we head on toward next weekend. So, Pam, you know what it's going to be. Keep those extra layers around the next day or two. We'll enjoy some mild weather mid part of the week, but then it turns around again. Be ready to bundle up as we make our way toward the end of the week and the weekend coming up. All right, I got it. Extra layers this week. Thanks to Stumach, our ag meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial, your financial partner, committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. Trying to figure out a unique way to celebrate Valentine's Day. Well, guess what? Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is making it happen. They have got a heart-shaped box of Wisconsin cheese that they're going to be circulating to 500 lucky folks. Talking about that coming your way before the end of the show. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list. 
Head to MidwestFarmReport.com, enter your email address, and we'll handle the rest. More farm news straight ahead. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There are farms in Wisconsin that have been owned and operated by the same family for 100 years or more. And it's time to recognize the amazing farm families that pour everything they've got into keeping their operation going decade after decade. Thanks to Compere Financial and the All of Us Research Program, the Midwest Farm Report is giving you the stories behind these historic homesteads right now on our website with our Century and Sesquicentennial Farm Salute. This is all thanks to Compere Financial and the All of Us Research Program. Check them out now at MidwestFarmReport.com. Need to schedule plumbing, HVAC, or electrical service, but are too busy to call during the day? The Dave Jones team makes scheduling convenient. Just text them and get connected directly to their service team. Send them a text at the same number you'd call, and Dave Jones will promptly get you on the schedule. After all, Dave Jones is your trusted service partner. Dave Jones. DaveJonesInc.com. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Winter's a great time to tackle projects. Let Blaine's Farm and Fleet get those projects done faster with our wide assortment of products. We carry everything from nuts and bolts to tools and tires and all kinds of feed and bedding. Right now, Hillman Grade 2 Hex Nuts, Bolts, and Washers, just $1.79 a pound. Keep your flock happy with NatureWise Feed. Choose from 40-pound bags of Hardy Hen and Feather Fixer or 50-pound bags of Country Feeds Egg Producer Feed, now $2 off. And stock up on 25-pound bags of NutriStart Kid Non-Medicated Milk Replacer and 25-pound bags of Advanced Lamb Non-Medicated Milk Replacer. Your choice, just $39.99. Save 10% on select tractor parts and tune-up kits. Select Stanley Tractor Replacement Mufflers and Rain Caps, Apache Hydraulic Hose Assemblies, Data Roller Chains, and Delavan Hydraulic Cylinders. And mark your calendars for Chick Days, coming soon. Go to farmandfleet.com for all the details. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Managing your business operations is complicated. Our talented treasury management team offers high-tech solutions that simplify, maximize operational efficiency, optimize cash flow, and reduce risk. Together, we'll achieve quantifiable results and transform your business. Stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. Lenders you know. Member FDIC. Equal Opportunity Lender. Educated Interest rates are at all-time lows, and home equity is at all-time highs. You know what that means? You can save big money by refinancing your mortgage loan. Whether you want to just save a few hundred dollars a month, consolidate some debt, or get money for home improvements, now's the time to call me. Educated Mortgage, smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. 
If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at RuralMutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Neon, day glow, flashing lights, special effects. Today's world puts our sense of sight on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. It's a wonder how much you'll see once all the distractions fade away. You may see a lone eagle soaring past massive snow-capped mountains. Or a great horned owl perched stoically on a branch nearby. You may see the furry face of a baby sea otter curiously poking its head out of the dark blue sea. Or ancient rocks shaped by centuries of wind. When you see these things, you're seeing the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges. Instead, I uh, said, you know what would be actually a breath of fresh air, even though they're getting spanked, is watching the Wisconsin Badger basketball team. It was much better than anything else on live TV, despite them getting absolutely annihilated. Zach, my first question for you is, has a 43-6 to run that Michigan went on in 16 minutes and 18 seconds, a 43-6 to run, do you remember anything ever happening like that to the Wisconsin Badger basketball team? Uh, that bad? No. <laughs> Um, it was bad. I mean, a couple of years ago when they lost, uh, I guess it's three years ago now, they lost to Purdue and they ended up losing by 28. It was really, really bad. But that was not unexpected because that team was a shell of itself, right? Because they didn't have uh, they didn't Demetrius Trice. They had lost Kobe King. Like, they had, they were a shell. Yes. This team was supposed to be a top 10 team. This team was not supposed to have that happen to them. And, yeah, it was ugly. I can't remember anything um, as bad as that. I'm sure there probably is, but – off the top of my head, I can't like it, losing to North Dakota at home. You know that's that's worse than what happened last night. But that was um, so appalling. Yeah, it was a it was disastrous. definitely appalling. It was uh, I yesterday I proclaimed on these airwaves and shame on me that I'm like Nate Reber is going to shock the world and have a complete game and and Zach what happened Psych. what, well, what? <laughs> same thing that. <laughs> all year for him man. the first uh, the first two possessions on offense for the Badgers was Nate Reber's getting stuffed. What did I tell you? What did I tell you yesterday afternoon when we saw each other? I said, you, you, "When you said that about Nate Reavers, I said, I, you know what? I bet you his first shot gets blocked." And I, was, I was wrong. Uh, I was wrong. His first two shots got blocked. Yeah, he. Uh, Zach, I was trying to be the captain of hope. I was trying to do like yeah, you know. I was trying to be positive. For sure. Yeah. No. Uh, it was. It was bad. And look, like the thing was with what was it? Six thirty-eight left in the in the first half. It was twenty-six twenty-three. It was a three-point game. They, they were fine. They were fine, and then what happened? No run, and then uh, well, I think a lot, a, a large part of it was, um, and, and Michael Potter's not going to make up for a, a thirty-point difference, but picking up that second foul, uh, put him on the bench for the rest of the first half, and then picks up the third right away in the second half. He can't do that, uh, especially because Nate Reavers isn't playing at a very good level right now. So, yeah, losing Micah Potter hurt at that time, but they just didn't match Michigan's intensity on either end of the court. Michigan. Is fantastic on both ends, and Wisconsin matched them on offense at least for that first fourteen minutes. Uh, but they never matched them anywhere close defensively, and and it's just been um, like at the beginning of the year, I thought Wisconsin had an opportunity to be 
an elite defensive team because I thought they had a bunch of different pieces that could play a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Um, and they still may get there, but they are not there right now. Well, that's that's the concern, right? Because we've seen flashes. I mean, we saw it against Maryland where Wisconsin was very inept uh, you know, defending, rebounding, and, you know, in the paint. And then, in the second half, yep. Yep, and then we saw it in Indiana, too, in the second half. That defense kind of reared its ugly head. They got it back together, double overtime win. Uh, we've seen it flashes of it, but that Michigan game, Wow. I mean, Zach, is this something that we should be worried about moving forward, or is this fixable for the Badgers, or is this like this will come back to bite them in the ass down the stretch? No, I think it's. I, I certainly think it's fixable. Like they, I, they still have those pieces. It's not like it, it, it isn't, but this shouldn't be happening to a team that starts five seniors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and brings uh, another senior off the bench, Trevor Anderson. It shouldn't be happening. And Greg Gard has to figure it out. I was not overly... Uh, uh, Greg Gard's message was positive. Demetrius Trice seemed really, really down after the game, um, and uh, well, I don't blame him. He, right, but he—it was you know at the end of the game. I think he was still in the game, uh, but they had some other guys in there, and they were bringing energy. And he said, "We need the other guys." Essentially, he said, "We need the other guys to do that all the time." Yeah. Um, and uh, he said there were a lot of heads down, and you can only have your head down for so long. You need to pick it up. We need to go to Rutgers and get and get going here. You can hang your heads for an hour, but you can't have that. So I think that it, this is a huge few days for them. They're not come. They didn't come back home. They went. Uh, they went back to the hotel. They're flying to Rutgers today. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, they're gonna so they're gonna stay there today, practice there today, tomorrow, and then play on Friday. It could be a very good couple of days, or it could be a very bad well, couple of days. Could we uh, look spending not, this much time together? Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is this is kind of that like, how do you gel as a team after a loss like that? Well, will they look at the managers and say, "Yo, did you forget to bring the juice?" Because they always talk about bring your own juice. Did the managers forget to bring their own juice? Because Zach, watching this game last night. I know there was some family in the stands of Michigan, but it felt like for the first time, for me anyways, watching it, that there was actually a true home court advantage. If the energy in that gym felt so oppressive on the Badgers, that and maybe just because they didn't bring their own energy, I don't know what it was, but there was something in that gym that just felt like the Badgers, no matter what they were doing, just could never, they could never shake their, I don't want to say they're shook, but shake whatever was going on with them. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, if you are looking for a unique way to celebrate the Valentine in your life come 2021, the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin have got a pretty cool way that you can do it. We're talking about it with Lizzie Schultz and Lizzie Duffy before we finish up on a Monday. How are you? I'm Pam Youngke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday, Martin Luther King Monday at that, 18th day of January. On this day in 1886, modern hockey was born. The foundation of the Hockey Association in England came together, and uh, basically they had a modern version of the game at that time, 1886, and modern hockey is born. Speaking of being born, happy birthday to actor Kevin Costner. And now you know. Well, one critical piece of information I want you to know on this Martin Luther King Monday is that agriculture's voice is important. It's important to be heard when it comes to priority on COVID-19 vaccine. Tamas Houlihan is the executive director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association. They joined with a number of farm organizations and commodity groups to send a letter to the Department of Health Services stressing why farmers 
their frontline employees and agribusiness employees need to be at the front of the line for the COVID-19 vaccine. Tamas, tell me a little bit more about the letter. Well, we knew that the vaccine vaccine distribution was going to be happening um, very soon. And so we had been pushing to have food and ag workers included in, in these vaccination distribution plans back in November, December. But it was just recently that the State Disaster Medical Advisory Committee um, made some you know, recommendations, I think they are at this point, as far as who gets the vaccines and in what priority. And so they're, they're taking comments now on their recommendations, and we were very troubled by the recommendation that they made that would exclude food and ag workers from Phase 1B of the COVID-19 vaccine allocation. And so we're happy that they're taking comments, and we are going to encourage our farmers to submit comments as have a bunch of the agricultural organizations in the state. Uh, We signed on to a a very um, forceful letter saying that, you know, food and and ag workers are critical to providing and maintaining the food supply that not only our state but the entire country and countries beyond rely upon. And so administering the vaccine is essential to our workforce and it's essential for these industries to continue feeding American families. You know, it's kind of a it's it's a tricky situation because obviously everybody believes that they are valuable, that they are critical. But one would have thought after all of the market disruption we witnessed earlier this year that uh, the Department of Health Services would have found farmers and those frontline workers far more critical than apparently they have. Right. I mean, our industry has worked really hard to protect our workers and make sure that they're safe while keeping our food supply chain operational and uninterrupted throughout the pandemic. And farm and food production workers have a documented increased risk of acquiring infection because of their increased exposure to COVID-19. They have an increased risk of transmitting the disease to others because they work in close proximity to each other. And in some agricultural settings, they live together in communal housing and they travel to work using shared transportation. And so the demographics of our workforce it highlights that a significant percentage of the population has a limited ability to miss work. You know, they can't work from home when they're working in a potato packing shed or a, or a potato processing facility. And so they have a greater risk of financial hardship if they do miss work. Tamas Houlihan, he is the executive director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers, just one of a number of farm organizations and commodity groups that have sent a very strongly worded letter to the Wisconsin Department of Health Services making the case that farmers, farm workers, or food processing workers need to be included in the Phase 1B rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine. As he pointed out, right now, Farmers are not a part of that list. So if you would like to make your voice heard on how critical those workers are to be protected, uh, they've got a sample letter that you can take a look at on the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers website. And remember, you email those letters for quick reaction to the Department of Health Services, and we've got that website and all the details that you need up on our website now, MidwestFarmReport.com. But making agriculture's voice heard during this critical time, absolutely imperative, and it's critical you act quickly because the comment period ends today. 
Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> Uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. <laughs> so we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Chilly Monday on the way. Daytime highs today, not much better than the middle 20s. And we've got a possibility for snow showers and flurries reoccurring again tonight. Today is a Martin Luther King Monday. Markets are idle in Chicago. On Friday, we saw kind of two different paths that contracts were going. The nearby contracts were lower. The new crop contracts just a little bit higher. On the close Friday, March corn was down two and three quarter cents at 531 and a half. December new crop up two and a quarter cents at 460. The soybeans for March, that was down 13 and three quarter cents at 1416 and three quarters. November beans up a penny and a quarter at 1197 and three quarters. July wheat up two and three quarter cents on Friday to 657 and three quarters. Now the dairy market's continuing to lose ground. We're supposed to find out tomorrow what's happening with the next round of the Farmers to Families Food Box program. Uh, We'll get a better idea on what companies are going to be putting what dairy products into those food boxes as of tomorrow. Barrel cheese dropped a quarter of a cent on Friday to 157 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese was down seven at $1.83. Double A butter down a penny as well at a dollar twenty nine per pound. The March milk was up thirty six cents at eighteen ninety nine a hundredweight. April milk up twenty two cents at eighteen forty eight a hundredweight. Don't go anywhere. Our friends at Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin stop by the studio in just a moment. Right here on the Midwest Farm Report. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compure.com. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help regarding recent gun violence. On January 5th at 11.30 a.m. in the 900 block of Stewart Street, a man pointed a handgun and threatened to shoot property owners after being refused to be let in a business. The man then reholstered his gun and left in a white Ford sedan last seen southbound on Syene Road. On January 3rd, around 7 p.m., a woman was shot while in her car near the intersection of Egan Road and Lean Road. The shots were fired from another car, and an MPD's violent crime unit is investigating. On New Year's Day morning, MPD officers responded to a local hospital for a report of a man with a gunshot wound to the stomach. 
The incident likely occurred on Madison South Side near Todd Drive and McDivitt Road. If you have any information regarding these recent gun violence incidents, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Here we go again. Are you ready for a Wisconsin winter? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City online, McFarland's.net. And of course, you can talk or text them at 608-643-3321. I'm talking about the things that will drive you batty this winter, like your windshield wipers. Why not change them now so they can really do battle with the snow and ice coming your way? McFarland's ready to help. 608 643 3321. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. A little fun for you on a Martin Luther King Monday. You know, we've got Valentine's Day just around the corner, and granted, kind of difficult to really go out and celebrate much when it comes to the pandemic. But the dairy farmers of Wisconsin have got a very unique and cute way that's catching a lot of attention in the media for you to celebrate with your Valentine. It's a heart-shaped box filled with Wisconsin cheese. And joining us from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is Lizzie Schultz. She is one of the minds behind the campaign that put it all together and now has it available online. Go to wisconsincheese.com backslash for the love of cheese and you'll see what we're talking about. Lizzie, how did you guys come up with this idea? Where the initial inspiration came from, uh, it really stemmed as an extension of the popularity of Wisconsin cheese around the holidays. We were looking at ways that we could extend that excitement around ordering Wisconsin cheese into Q1. And we realized that um, Q1 really is the season of love. There's two love-themed holidays, National Cheese Lovers Day on January 20th and Valentine's Day on February 14th that fall within four weeks of each other. So it actually gave us a little, an opportunity to create a mini season and a mini opportunity to really insert Wisconsin cheese into this love and indulgence and gift giving conversation. This is a unique package as far as presentation too. Tell me a little bit about how you managed to come up with an insulated heart. If you didn't pay attention to that, folks, it is an insulated heart uh, that keeps our Wisconsin cheese Uh, Good to go for delivery. How'd that all come about? So the box is 100% custom made. We worked with an amazing group of designers um, actually out of California. And we started the design process back in October to create the perfect heart-shaped Wisconsin cheese box. And the inspiration for that really is heart-shaped boxes of chocolates. Um, We know that it's one of the best ways to share your love with somebody is to give them something shaped like a heart. And we knew that with the right team, we could create something equally as impressive just to choose. Now, it's filled with beautiful, wonderful pieces of Wisconsin cheese from all across the state. How did you decide on the compilation of cheeses that uh, are going to fill my heart with love? So we worked with our dairy company communications team. um, And of course, with the wonderful Wisconsin cheese makers that we have all across the state, um, there's some really great indulgent varieties of cheese from chocolate mascarpone, which pairs so well with strawberries, 
to black truffle cheddar gruyere. Um, we have butter casa by master cheesemaker uh, Bob Wills of Cedar Grove. Um, a blue cheese, which also pairs great with dark chocolate and more sweets like honey. And then a maple bourbon cheddar from master cheesemaker Carrie Henning up in um, at Henning's Cheese. So what's the what was the staff's response, Lizzie Schultz from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin? What was the staff's response when you finally got the packaging done and you rolled it out? Well, staff's response has been unbelievably warm. And actually, several departments, the response has been so warm that they joined in and helped jump on the campaign with me. Um, this is I, I handle social media at the company. This was meant to be a social media driven promotion, but we've also had an amazing PR response. And also, you can find this campaign at retail. Um, this is our most successful in-state retail promotion to date. And starting on January 20th, you will see the Cheeses on My Love Language branding at over 193 grocery stores, cheese shops, and cheese company retail locations throughout the state including every single Piggly Wiggly in the state, all of the Metcalf locations in the Madison and Milwaukee areas, every Sundex, and again, many, many cheese shops and independent cheese companies retail stores throughout the state. Are they going to have the box available too? No, the box is actually something that money cannot buy. You have to nominate a cheese lover in your life um, on wisconsincheese.com slash for the love of cheese. Uh, we have a nomination form. It's not too hard to fill out. Uh, we just need a little bit of information. And also, we want to know why you're nominating somebody. Um, so we ask people to say at least 100 characters around why they're nominating someone to receive this box of cheese. Uh, and yes, you can nominate yourself. That's good. That's good. Because I'm sure after this uh, airs and when people get a chance to lay eyes on it, they're going to want to do just that. Nominate yourself. Lizzie Schultz along with us from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Again, we're talking about the heart-shaped boxes of Wisconsin cheese that help you launch your love in Valentine's 2021. Now, I want you to know, though, WisconsinCheese.com backslash for the love of cheese is where you'll find that nomination. And you need to get the nomination completed in by... By the end of January, January 31st, Lizzie Duffy is along with us. She is a gal that's been trying to really uh, use as many checkoff dollars efficiently as she can and getting attention for this. So what has response been, whether it's on social media, whether it's already the nominations that are in Lizzie or response from the media on this? It has really been phenomenal, Pam. We have gotten a ton of media just in the past 24 hours. Um, the todayshow.com, they put out a story on the top Valentine's Day gifts, and Wisconsin cheese, this heart-shaped box of cheese, was the number one gift this year. We've also gotten feature placements in food and wine, travel and leisure, and they just keep rolling in. So with all of that excitement in the consumer media arena, we're getting a lot of consumers heading over to WisconsinCheese.com. We have had about 1,500 submissions just about at noon today. So just over 24 hours, we've had 1,500 people go to our website and submit their application. And getting all those eyes on WisconsinCheese.com is a phenomenal way to get more attention for Wisconsin's dairy products. Excellent. Now, we always like to leverage these kinds of opportunities with continued education about how our dairy farmers uh, make the fantastic milk that we use in these cheeses. What about on social media? Lizzie, I, Lizzie Schultz, I know that you monitor. Uh, it's the comments. It's the questions. It's the feedback that we get. Uh, how has that been uh, going since this program kind of launched? 
Um, so the everything that we've gotten from a feedback standpoint has been so positive, but we actually were just going through our nominations this morning and reading what people had to say. And there were not only farmers that were responding and saying how much they would love to be a part of this because cheese is their love language. If you're a dairy farmer, like cheese isn't more important to anybody, right? But there were so many mothers who were nominating their sons saying, I single-handedly think that my son is keeping the uh, dairy industry alive. We love our dairy farmers and we'd love to support them and would love to show them our love with this campaign as well. You know, thinking about people and having to be in cr- close proximity with family members a lot these days and not many outlets uh, to get out and enjoy. I can see where that there, there'd be a lot of smiles on the faces when this kind of a package shows up at your, uh, at your door. Now, again, we want to remind you folks, this is a limited opportunity. Explain again, Lizzie, how the uh, sign up, the nomination process works. And then there are only a limited number of these actual heart-shaped boxes that are going out. Yes. So the entire campaign is living on wisconsincheese.com slash for the love of cheese. So on that webpage, you will find a nomination form where you submit your name, the name of your nominee. And there's a couple of questions about shipping information. Um, we ask you to give your email and social media handles and then give us an explanation about why you're nominating this person to receive the box. We've been reading all of the results coming in so far, and we are so excited to hear everybody's stories and reasons for nominating. Um, There are only 500 boxes available, so this is a limited opportunity. But if you can't wait to um, see if you want a box or if there's other ways that you want to share your love of cheese during the season, the site also has a link to places that you can order a gift basket and purchase them. They aren't hard to but they're still filled with amazing, award-winning Wisconsin cheese. And we also have a couple of fun things to include in your next date night. So whether it's cheese and chocolate pairings, including a pairing with chocolate-covered bacon, um, or some really fun chocolate-focused date night recipes, there are so many ways to share the love of cheese this season with Wisconsin. And so all of that information available at wisconsincheese.com? Slash for the love of cheese. I love it. I literally love it. Thank you so much, Lizzie Schultz and Lizzie Duffy. They are in charge of this fantastic campaign. Cheese is my love language, folks. Get your nomination in today, even if it's for yourself, at wisconsincheese.com backslash for the love of cheese. I can't think of a better way to try to put the dreariness of winter and the pandemic behind us, but a heart-shaped box of cheese, courtesy of your dairy farm families. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient 